Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Welcome to the round eight review of Clicking Balls, and like we always say, you can check us out on Facebook, Clicking Balls, uh, actually it's Balls Podcast at Facebook, because yeah, because I wasn't allowed to have Clicking Balls, I think because it's got Licking Balls in it, mm. so I wasn't allowed to have it, um, but also we're on SoundCloud, uh, Twitter, and ClickingBalls.com, you can see everything there, email us at podcast at Clicking Balls, um, but f- like we start every week, the highlight of the weekend for us, and do we need to go through it? I mean, is there oh. an obvious one? Oh, look, it was obviously me going to the MCG and watching Sammy Lloyd kick a goal up a side <laughs> and win the game for the Tigers, wasn't it? Like so, I said I was going to do last weekend. And uh, what text message did I get back from you when I said you're ready to go? Ah, uh, said it's been a long day, but I've since seven and I couldn't be fucked like a real little bitch. Couldn't be fucked is exactly what you said. Yep. <laughs> and regretted it every moment since. You've still been trying point. to convince myself that if I went, they wouldn't kick that goal. It just would have right. worked out that way. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah right. would have been somehow my, extra, my chi. Extra bum in seat would have... Uh, they probably would have noticed it with not many there. So. <laughs> well, uh, what was there, about uh, 30,000? Yeah, a bit over, I think, 35 or something like that. Uh, oh, look, to be honest, uh, as a non-Richmond supporter, this was still my favourite game of the season. Yeah, it, if everyone was. It had everything. Like, uh, you had uh, Buddy kick the handful, which uh, that that's what you go to the... The G to C, uh, but Rance I thought was brilliant on him. He ran off fantastically. Well, he intercepted marks. He he played brilliantly. Both those two played on each other nearly all night, and both of them were, I'd say, the best player for their respective sides. Yeah, yep. <laughs> um, Griffin, just the way it goes. Uh, we've seen uh, that kick into the open fifty with Puapolo running onto the ball. It was funny seeing Griffin doing it. This big lumbering big lad outrunning uh, old man Teddy Richards. Yeah, uh, helmet versus helmet. It's uh, a shame to see. But uh, look, it was it was just the, go back to the one highlight is that moment of uh, oh shit yes Sam yeah. Sam Lloyd kicking that uh, that goal after the siren. I think when you've got that shot, everybody wants him to get it. Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> okay, even Swans fans are like, you know, we need the points here and stuff like that. But yeah. You don't want him to miss. Yeah. Yeah, because it's, it's it a takes fan- something away, doesn't it? It does. It's a story. It, yeah. it is. It's brilliant. And I've watched the last um, two-minute video at least 10 times. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah me too. Like, after that happened, every angle. I seriously stood in front of my lounge room, right in front of the TV with my hands on the head for about five minutes. <laughs> and just kept on showing the replay going, hang on, this is it's definitely real. And especially like Lloyd, who's such an unassuming-looking dude, where... I think if you stick a trucker's hat and some flannel out on him, you'd be a carny. Yeah, I, carny. I copped it from the wife because I was watching the telly. Yeah, I got up and, and yelled, yeah, and then the little fella woke up and Cass came in and gave me a... <laughs> he went, yeah, what the fuck are you doing? 
And I'm like, oh, you kicked the goal. <laughs> well, it's funny because my little fella was asleep as well uh, when Sam Lloyd kicked that goal, but that was only because I was at the game with him and at three-quarter time, he'd had enough and wanted to go. <laughs> so 30 seconds into the fourth, I think uh, the first goal was kicked by the Tigers. Yep. And he said, Dad, I've had enough. I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> All right, no worries. Let, let's go. That's fine. All I'm thinking is I can get out. Traffic's going to be real a breeze. Yeah. By so by the time I've got down to the bottom uh, of the grandstand, Tigers kicked two goals. <laughs> by the time I've got outside, I'm actually watching it on my phone, and you can hear it, <laughs> and I can hear it exactly. You get the uh, difference is about 15 seconds because I can hear it, yep. and then I can see it. <laughs> um, Tigers are in front by the time I got to the car. Jesus. Um, so anyway, I'm driving home, and I think Sam kicks the goals as I pulled into the driveway. Yeah. Well, this is just what you do. Yeah. But but you know, someone's got this awesome like on the way home story. Is that how about that bloke and his kid who was sitting next to us, and he's just legs. He's, he's like young sons <laughs> made him leave into the first quarter. That poor bastard. Well, that's what you do. I mean, you know, if it was a Hawks game, he might have been in trouble. I might have made him just fall asleep yeah, on my lap. Yeah, probably Plus, why you've never had finals tickets with him. Plus, he's seven years old. You can take it out of him in the rest of the 20 years you've got under your care. <laughs> he'll, he'll know what's coming. Yeah. But, but look, I mean, we'll stay on that game. We may as well talk yeah, about the rest of the game. Because yeah. <laughs> it was... Because that way everyone else can shoot out after we've got to pass this one. <laughs> exactly. Um, one more thing. I, like I said, I watched the final two minutes uh, a dozen times. Um, I've also noticed when Sam Lloyd takes that mark. Now, he's yeah. never passing it. He's never playing on yeah. because he's yeah. a goal-hungry bastard. Yeah. And I like that. But if you watch at the bottom corner of your screen, you see Ty Vickery, yeah. <laughs> who's um, on the bench running down the boundary line. Yeah. Hold it, hold it, hold it. Yeah. Making sure he doesn't play on. Very clever. But Would have been funny is, if his hand passed to him. But the thing <laughs> is, he just got to him as the siren sounded. Yeah. So even if he had a story, it would have been too late. <laughs> but he's trying his bit, even yeah. when he's on the bench. Because yeah. he didn't have a good night, Tyrone. No. But he's trying his bit. He's showing oh, that you even know, when man. you're on the bench... He, he still could have been a concussion and trying to get the pass. But it could have been. I'll tell you what, though. I do have a bit of a, a clicking balls exclusive. Uh, there was massive carryings on after this match. That's uh, an exclusive. No, Dusty Martin <laughs> went into Kittens with eight mates, dropped shite tons of cash, was boozed as fuck, and was there till closing at 5am. And I know because my mate from uh, Interstate was there with him. Someone tell TMZ. <laughs> they will have it confirmed by the time this podcast what the fuck is fucking trying to do the Tigers, mate? We just want a game. You're trying to put us in the mate, shit. fuck that. You're the snitch. Mate, I, Dusty Martin, would you expect him anywhere else? He's not going to Menza. <laughs> I'm going to say, it's not like he's going to be in bed, you know, just after yeah. the game. After a win like that, you, you've got to let the boys go out yeah. and blow us some steam. Fuck Especially, yes. Was it six losses in a row before that? Yeah. And um, who gave him a chance to get the Swans? To be fair, not he's, me. he's probably partnering kittens, so he's just going to see his workmates. <laughs> More than likely. Checking up on business. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he was uh, really a, a reason why the Swans, uh, sorry, the Tigers were still in it at halftime. Yeah. He was uh, amazing yeah. in the first half, especially. But it seemed like the, it seemed like the sort of the same old Tigers for the first quarter and probably about halfway through the second quarter. And all of a sudden, something just changed and they started hitting their targets and started um, getting to the ball first and showing a bit of aggression. And I think, like you said, Dusty was one of the reasons behind that. Even if some things didn't quite turn out, like made a few mistakes and a few clangers, yep. but he was putting in that effort and he didn't give up putting in that effort. Oh, it's the best game I've seen Griffiths play too. Oh, I think it's the best like, game he's yeah, ever played. He's, had him on. Yeah. he's kicked five he's and he was, he was running everywhere. Um, oh, everyone contributed at some stage of the night though. There was no real passengers for mine. But look, Going back to Martin, like you say in that first half, there was very interesting being there because you could see uh, a lot of in the first quarter, especially when they were still moving backwards and sideways. Yeah, and they're not mm. kicking it forward, and you can hear everybody like 
as nafty as it is, you go kick it down the line, kick it straight, go yeah. forward. When I was there, there was nothing to go forward to. Yeah, like there, there wasn't an option. There yep. was, you know, it would be Jack one out against three or four. Yeah, you, you can't kick it forward, so it's almost the structure is wrong. Yeah. Um, but having said that, there was right at the end of the third term, there was a holding of the ball decision in front of the interchange bench. Yeah. And Brendan Ellis picked it up, looked backwards. Uh, 45 metres and kicked it straight away backwards. You're like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. There's 30 mm, seconds left. Yeah. You've got a chance of one shot on goal. Yeah. The thing is, if that's your outlet kick, you don't need to go to it straight away. Yeah. Have a look forward. Go, yeah. nah, there's nothing there. That kick's still going to be there. Exactly. But, you know, they started to look into the middle of the ground a little yep. bit more. Started to move yeah. it through. Yeah. Um, and even though Rewalt didn't trouble the scorers as much as uh, a few of the others, he was presenting so much better. Yeah. Which is an underrated thing for a lot of people who aren't at the game. Yeah. Like they don't realise that by Revolt running to a 45-degree angle away from the ball, he's opening up the forward line for every other bastard. And that bounce was nice. Plus, he, oh, yeah. you can take a mark. So yes, it, it makes a, a nice huge difference rapid. when you take a mark and then reset You know, if between the centre centre square and um, your half-forward line. Mm, mm. And um, yeah, I thought that the Tigers started playing strong together, but what impressed me was how... The, the little battles unfolded and how each team reacted. Like yeah. um, mm. you see, Miles who was killing it in the clearances and did great center work. And then they put uh, currently they put on him, but put put the clamps on him. Yeah. And the, the instance where they had Ty Vickery in the ruck. So what they've done is they put Mumford down in the forward line, so Ty has to follow him in there and tip it, tip it. So yeah, tip it. And um, he's kicked a couple of goals on him. Um, and it's probably the best game I've seen Tippett play all season to be yeah, honest yeah and in the third when Hanbury just went fuck this yeah, we're winning this game nice goals it was amazing I mean, then, they, then he got clamped down and Kieran Jack stood up yep uh, on the Swan side of things obviously they missed Josh Kennedy yeah. um, who, who was out and they're missing all of that inside ball but yep. um, it was just so weird how they didn't go to Franklin as much as they probably could have. Especially in the last 30 seconds where the sideways kick to Franklin. Well, yeah, that was mm. Towers. And everyone's pointed that out. I mean, that's a dumb mistake that he's yeah. never going to make again. Yeah. But um, I think that is just an experience thing. Yeah. Because like, yeah. he's nervous, you know, or, all right, this is kick it. Kick a long contest, punch it out. I'll kick it long. Not even long to the boundary line. Yeah. All he needed to do was go to the boundary line if you don't go, you know, 20 yeah. metres to, uh, to Buddy. Yeah. But uh, uh, there was a lot of run still out yeah, of yeah. Uh, out of the swans but it's just some of the choices they made was just yeah. puzzling yeah young rioli's uh you know starting to live up to a bit of the hype that's around him too opened up his mcg account with a couple of last quarter goals some so nice tackles ones too. too after doing not much and that's the sort of you don't need to have a good game for four quarters you need to do what it takes when it counts when your moment comes that, yeah that's mm. what his job is and like, so like, he proved that like uh, colossus says in deadpool five yeah. or six bobits yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's all he needed. Uh, that was a great fucking flick. But, um, Alex Rand, like, if you're a backman and the bloke on you kicks five, generally that's a bad day. Yeah. But if Rance wasn't on him, he would kick 12. Yeah, exactly. And it, it wasn't so much the things that he did when he was marking Buddy, but the stuff he did when he's running off yeah. Buddy was, yeah. was really Having the impressive. guts to run off him Especially and intercept the ball. In the last yeah. quarter, there was that one that... Yeah, uh, he looked amazing. I, I was listening to the radio at this stage. Uh, <laughs> yeah. They went off and said, that's such a brave decision. He left his man, killed yeah. the ball. Yeah. And he said, Buddy's sitting in the goal square by himself. Yep. Yeah, yeah. gets over was, his head, he's done. I think it was in the last couple of minutes. Running, it was, yeah. He ran yeah. on the wing yeah. uh, near the 50. And there are a lot of moments. And there's mm. even another time where Buddy got the ball on the wing, kicked it in, and Rance marked it. Yeah. You know, yep. So he's mm. like, well, he's yeah. up there. I've got to look after the yeah. goals. But, but always you'd see him, if he's running off, he was calling someone onto Buddy. Yeah. 
Uh, so very uh, smart backman general there. Well, that's the thing with Buddy's kick five, but he had a, those five were not easy shots, and they yeah, were the only no, five yeah. shots he got. Yeah. Which just shows you how good he is. I mean, yeah, he was the, sensational. The one he launched from seventy, yeah. you can even yeah. see it. Um, Rance is goal side of him, but Buddy's yeah. gone around the mark. And you see Rance has gone. I can't chase him because it's a fifty. Yeah, catch him, catch him. Too late. Yeah, and he, there's nothing you can do yeah. when somebody's going to kick it from seventy. Yeah, and didn't even look like he got onto it. Yep. Still cleared it. No worries. He was a good 10 metres inside the square. Freak. Yeah. Absolute freak. And I think it took until the uh, end of the fourth quarter before before we finally got a tackle on Buddy, which it took two of our players <laughs> yep. to finally get him down right and get hold of the ball. Of the ground. Yeah. Yeah. Um, when he's on song, geez, there's no better forward. Can he be yeah. stopped getting 100 this year? Considering Swans are going to play finals. Well, in including finals, what? Smashes it, I reckon. I, I, I reckon you'd get maybe a dollar ten. Have a look at the, the last two weeks. Uh, Swans have played poorly um, against uh, Brisbane and now Richmond. Yeah. Um, but he's kicked 10 in those two weeks. Yeah. So what what, what more can he, can he do? Exactly. Parker, sort of, oh, sorry, I was going to say Parker was kept quite quiet too. They did an excellent yeah. job on Parker. Yeah. He's been killing it this year. He, he might have had like a 10, 15 minute spurt when Henry and that got tied down and Jack got tied down. He did a yep. couple of things, but he always had someone right next to him. And it's interesting to see how the side will change when they bring Basher and Cochran back into the to the squad mm, because mm. it seemed like that we, we were missing the inside tough bodies like Deledio and that. But it's obvious Martin's an outside mid that can really dominate in the forward yep. lines as well. But him being forced to do the in and under work still sort of takes away from our game plan. So we need Deledio in there to really do the hard work. Well, yeah, do the me, thinking. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Deledio was your captain yeah. on the day. And to be honest, he's probably the better on-field leader going forward. Yeah, yeah. Uh, even if you leave the captaincy with Cochin, Delidio is the one really running the show. Yeah. Well, if there's going to have that argument, then whenever those two are finished, Shane Edwards is your next one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Brilliant. It was so yep. much uh, class. It wasn't, yeah. Light on his feet. And um, Steve Morris is always playing. He plays like he's six foot and yep. 800 kilos of muscle. But <laughs> he's a little fella that just tries real hard. So That's you always love best. to see him get out there. Could you ever see Alex Rance getting the captain's nah, full, fullback's not the replace for captain. I wouldn't have thought so either, but geez, he's the heart and soul of the team back there. They look a lot better with him there, that's for sure. Fuck yes. Um, all right, well, that'll do us for Essendon and Sydney. Uh, Essendon and Sydney. Richmond and Sydney. <laughs> Fucking hell. All right, let's go to the Crows and the danger game against Geelong. I've got to be honest, I thought the booing could have been bigger. Like, they had an absolute packed house there. The second biggest crowd at Adelaide Oval ever. Yeah. But they didn't drown out drown it you know what I mean yep yeah I agree and I mean it's it's got to be pretty hard to boot Dangerfield when you see what he's done for your club and that sort of stuff so it's good to see that Crows fans aren't complete cunts I mean, you still got booed yeah I mean it's more a token effort yeah I've, I've heard bigger ones yeah yeah well, I mean just... we've, we've seen how good play but um look I don't think uh Adelaide was shamed I mean it, it does suck to lose at home when you've got the massive crowd advantage and everything but uh yeah. you know Geelong are likely to be premiership favourites so I've already seen the grand final this year. It's going to be Geelong and Sydney, and if uh, Sydney that, kicks straight, they win. I reckon that's uh, pretty close to being spot on. That's it. It's whoever kicks straight out of those two, that'll be the grand final. Um, but I don't know. This game was close all the way up, but you always feel like Geelong were safe. Yeah, like they always had that extra gear or the extra. Yeah, I don't know. Get yeah. out clause. As soon yeah. as I saw someone try and belt Paddy Dangerfield, I thought, well, well, that was you, dumb, you dickhead, because. Now he's just going to fire up. You just made him angry. Yeah, yeah he's one of those guys that uh, when he gets uh, a bit of a spanking, he doesn't 
try and get even. He just tries to make you look dumb. And you, he wins. Somebody else that liked watching this game was Chris Judd because he finally thought, all right, that Cam Guthrie, he deserves that Guernsey. Got off. <laughs> <laughs> that's, uh, that's the game of his, uh, best game of he, his he career. He played awesome, didn't he? All he needed was a goal to yeah. cap off the game. But he's had 30-odd touches, 10 and tackles. The goals he set up, though, especially his yeah. periphery work around 50-meter line was amazing. Under pressure, um, picking out uh, loose teammates under heavy traffic, which I thought was amazing. But we've, we've talked before about premierships are made on your average players. Yep. Geelong's average is fucking high. It's good now, isn't it? They've even taken Lockie Henderson um, yeah. out of Carlton and made him into uh, useful. A, a strong backman. Yeah, mm. Very useful, very handy yeah. at all. And it's funny you've taken someone who you look at as a ruckman like Blitzars and turned him into one of the best rovers going around. Yeah, yeah, he is. I've, I've rated him for a while and, geez, he's, he's beyond even what I thought. Yeah. It helps when Zach Smith has a bit of a cracker of a game as well. Yeah, um, well, always helps. That's it. I mean, it's no coincidence the two sides you see at the top of the table right now are the two bigger sides going around. And I think it's yeah. made a real difference with the uh, the way the interchanges have changed. Yep. The cap that's been mm-hmm. brought in. The bigger guys towards the end, they're always bigger. But um, yeah. it's also that get-out kick. It helps if you've got two or three options. Yeah. Yep. With the bigger guys, though, too, it's not the... Uh, the bigger guys are faster than ever now. Yeah, that like, is well. um, yeah. There's no lumbering. Yeah, even, you know... Jacobs, Menzel, all these big guys. Cruiser uh, showed in his game too. Did you mean Menzel? No. <laughs> <laughs> I meant Blitzars yeah. and Smith. But um, they're not um, stagnant like um, Sandlands can be. Yeah. yeah. Well, They're always in motion. Yeah. Sandlands is an outliner. He's allowed to be stagnant. He's seven foot fucking yeah. foot. Yeah. But even guys like Mitch McGovern, who's a good 6'5", like, and his brother, they both move really well. But then you got the... Next step up, those uh, taller guys. Uh, Reese Stanley. I don't know if you mentioned Stanley. Yeah, he can sure. move really well. Um, was he the uh, steeple chaser? Or was no, that, Blitzars. No, that was Blitzars. Because yeah. uh, there was a, a moment during the game. I remember we were watching it where somebody fell over in front of him and he didn't jump over. Like, yeah, no <laughs> wonder. Ankle, yeah. No wonder you're not a steeple chaser anymore, yeah. champ. You can't jump over some bloke on his knees. <laughs> but anyway, look, it's just Geelong did what they had to do. It's been uh, another. Honourable loss for Adelaide? Yeah. Is that the right... I think, I think it's, so. It's honourable, but I was pretty disappointed that we would have been a good chance for Scotty Thompson to step up against the uh, old mm, enemy yeah. or new enemy in Dangerfield and old enemy against the uh, uh, Geelong team. So pretty disappointed that he didn't fill in that gap that Dangerfield has left because um, it's been two weeks in a row, I think, from him. Yeah, but he's, he had a good start to the season. Yeah. Mm. When you got uh, Selwood and Dangerfield against you, yeah. you need to show something else. Yeah. Well, you know, the footy's a been reduced to a simple game many times and the, the player on you got to beat Adelaide didn't have many players that did that yeah that's probably fair um, there's a few times like Kyle Chaney's trying to you know muscle out um, a bloke who's got him uh, done by a foot and 15 yeah. kilos but that's the story of his career yeah, unfortunately I don't mind seeing blokes try that uh, you know we've seen little lads try that since day one um, never works but it's always funny I don't know where that leaves Adelaide. I mean, they're mid-table. You kind of feel like they should be better, but at the same time, they've lost these games mm. against, you know, they played North and Geelong and Hawthorne um, with those losses. So they've had a hard draw. Yeah, but um, also with that, I think what happens is the blueprint for how your game plan gets beat gets set out early by the, a little the, bit. the mm. teams that are well-coached and they're well-drilled. So other teams look at that as an example. So... It could just be that game plan's getting found out a bit, and I'm sure they've already got adjustments in the works that will probably come through and see, see how they can back it up and rectify it. The thing is, too, if this was over in Geelong, you'd kind of would have said, oh, well, sort of expect that. 
but because it's in a, a parochial Adelaide crowd and they just turned out in massive yeah. numbers, yeah. you kind of think they should have done a bit better. Which, yeah. look, they, they had their chances right up until um, the last probably 10 minutes. They could have taken the game. Yeah, they had their chances. They were still into it. But I don't know. I, I, I never felt like the result was in doubt, which just sounds silly yeah. when you look at the scoreline. But just watching the game, I, I felt like, yeah, th- they'll do it. But yeah, I think that's Geelong to. too. They never look worried yeah. because, you know, even though the game was in, it had its moments. Hawkins didn't kick accurately. No. Um, they didn't have the the crazy goals coming left, right, and center flooding in that you'd never expect them to get. Or oh, at least not that they, many. They had some amazing goals in the fourth. Some nice bounces that went their way. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I mean, they also missed a, a shitload of easy ones early on. I mean, their uh, set shots were shocking. Yeah. So that's that's the reason why you don't think they were ever troubled because they they didn't play their best. And they still had them in hand, pretty yeah, much. Yeah. Um, but uh, finally, Dangerfield comes home. So next time, do you think you'll ever get like an Ablett um, welcome, like Ablett gets at Geelong? Um, only if Crows are better than Geelong. Yeah. No, I yeah. see. I, I think if if it's an elimination final or something, and look, the Crows supporters want Crows to win, but if not, they'll just hang their hat on Dangerfield and claim him as one of their own anyway. You've lived in Adelaide. Surely you've seen their crowds. There's yeah. not a chance that they would be content with that. They'll be giving it to him like not, some sore little oh, during bitches. the game, yeah. Not yeah. in a final ever. Yeah. Well, after, course, the game. Well, after the final. After the final. I reckon... No, after the siren's blown, they'll be like, well, he's our boy. I reckon oh. round yeah. 23, if they've rested half their side, Adelaide are already safe in the four. Yeah. They might then. And that's just a might. I'll give it a 55% chance. If they're playing the SANFL yeah. Adelaide side. It, maybe. It, it depends if they could have blamed the umpires before them. Yeah. For him. <laughs> and they will. Yep. All right, on to the next one, which is Essendon versus North. Very weird game, this one. Um, I, I didn't watch it live, but I was checking the scores. And you're like, oh, yeah, North will put this one away. But Essendon showed fight in the second half. Um, and it was a great reaction from the crowd as well. Because, mm. again, the result never really felt in doubt, but um, th- they showed some heart. Uh, it's almost an overused word um, in describing this game. Um, yeah. and, and the Essendon way, but that's all they can hope for. Well, because I was with you, I didn't watch the game, but uh, from the post-analysis, it sounds a lot like Scott tried a lot of new uh, tactics with this one. He went in with more talls than you've gone in all season in a team that's already very tall. Yeah, um, Bringing Magic Door in with weight, um, Petrie. Actually, on, on Magic, I thought it was a real shame that I saw um, videos of the howler that he missed before mm. I saw the one that he got. The one he got was unbelievably good. It was brilliant. Um, he's always been that sort of player. His highlight reel is fantastic, but his um, regular sort of reel, it's not great. But uh, look, he had a, probably his best game, well, definitely best game of the season, but the best yeah. game for probably all but his debut. Um, Which only lasted a quarter. Yeah. <laughs> but... Uh, yeah, Jacobs uh, was probably one of the other players that did well, keeping Zaharakis quite... He's getting very uh, very well known quite for miserly. his uh, stopping jobs. Yeah, well, yeah he's, the league. there's not that many taggers running around at the moment because not many oh, really? coaches play them. So, yeah, Crowley, I guess, is one, but... It's a good uh, do? It's a good trick to have up your sleeve. Well, yeah, and not just uh, being a negating player, but he snuck in for a quick goal, got a, a decent amount of the ball. Nothing um, wrong with that. Yeah, it's always nice to have a player that can do a little bit of everything. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Nathan Grammer coming up against his old squad too, so not as much fanfare as Dangerfield, the poor bastard. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's a little bit left out, I reckon. No, it's, uh, I don't think any North fan booed him. No, um, no. 
You, you can't, can't blame him. You can't when uh, he's retired because he's given everything he possibly had to yeah. the club, and then he's come back because he's like, oh, I'm pretty fucking broke. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, if I was North, North Sport, I would have thrown change at him. Fuck <laughs> like that North Sport. Right, I still love him, man. Just feed your kids. Hey, honestly, how high in the best and fairest is uh, Waller going to finish? Pretty fucking high. Because I, I don't think he'll win it because you're probably going to have Goddard or Zacharakis, maybe even Zach Merritt. Um, but I'll tell you what, he's going to be close. He'll be top four at the yep. end of the year for a bloke that was rookie listed. Well, I'll tell you what, they'll be stitching him up with the long-term contract. Ah, already. And, and why wouldn't you? I'll tell you what, if, oh, if, absolutely. They, if they don't, there'll be 17 other clubs that will be more than happy to Jeez, oblige. I'll, I'll be happy with him on Kangaroos. See, See this is his, uh, he was really very effective from the highlights I watched. See, I think at the moment he's, he's got the coach's award. He might be able to work his way up to the top six and, and see how well, far he gets up there. You think he's on the intercontinental belt at the moment? Exactly, yeah. <laughs> he's halfway through. It's like, you're doing good. He's showing a lot of heart, but there's some real stars in the team, so we'll see how you go. He's come out of the tag team. Uh, Cooney, probably his best match I've seen in Essendon Colours too. For a while, yeah. Probably he, forever. I can't remember having a great Essendon match before this. Yeah, I yeah, to be honest, I have not... Yeah, nothing comes to mind where I was like, Cooney made a difference in that game for Essendon. Well, it's been a couple of down years since he got to Essendon as well, so yeah. it's hard to... Hard to recall the big ones. And he had a couple of down years before that, post-Brownlow. Yeah. This, this, this Brownlow hangover has lasted a fucking while. It has, hasn't it? Almost as long as Kevin Murray. Um, just uh, on that as well, Mason Wood taking uh, probably Mark of the Week as well. What an, uh, So I reckon Mark and Goal of the Week both came out of this game. Um, but uh, Mason Wood was absolute screamer. Knocked himself out. How quickly do you think Lindsay Thomas ran in to grab that ball? <laughs> yeah. Like, he checked on the ball way before he checked on he Mason had, Wood. He had to run in. Boomer was coming. <laughs> Could have Boomer was on hit. the bench. He was still coming on. He, Boomer grabbed the stretcher. <laughs> he grabbed it. I think he had one hand on the stretcher, one hand on the ball. Like, yep, he's got to go off. Got to go off. Can't stay on. But uh, it's a shame because he's only just made his way back in the side, hasn't he? And he's been quality too. He's been all right. Um, this was only his second or third game. But uh, he's been playing more up the wing. Yeah, well, you won't be playing uh, next week, that's for sure. Well, I honestly hope not. Um, the re- it's re- fucking Carlton. Reports are he's up and about, but no, he, he's a young lad. Let's not have him just brain damaged. His yet. face is too pretty to go around again. He is a pretty bloke. Um, on to Hawthorne versus Fremantle. Um, I realised that the last time I watched Hawthorne versus Fremantle live was the two, uh, 2013 Grand Final. It's just, I've never seen a Hawthorne free metal game live since, just because I've always had something else on whenever it's on. Well, a lot of times I play down through for the Hawks home game as well, so it's tough to go watch it. Yeah. Or you talking oh, about I, on TV at I all? I mean, just on TV. Oh, really? Down in Tassie. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah we play them yeah. in Tassie, but just on TV, I can never fucking watch them. Yeah. I don't know why it's just worked out that way. But, uh, yeah, neither so, can Ross Lyons. Uh, when I got home, I only watched the third quarter on AFL Smart Replay or whatever it was, because uh, I figured that was all that was worth watching. Yeah, yeah. But again, I mean, Hawthorne are eight, uh, sorry, six and two, uh, Fremantle zero and eight, and it's not really. I mean, it's a fifty point win, yeah, or forty point win, but still not that impressive. It's unexciting, an unexciting win against a team where I mean, Hawks have just been doing just enough, but they looked worse than this year than previous years. Yeah, makes sense. It's a lot. They turn on for fifteen minutes and ah, that'll do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just scrappy for the rest of it. And look, I mean, if you win, that's good. But, you know, you start losing, it's a hard habit to get out of. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's still players to come back. But uh, it is yeah. interesting that Josh Gibson kicked more goals this week than Travis Cloak. Oh, right. yep, yep. Oh, jeez. Uh, number two. Did you see his highlights? 
Well, the, the only Fuck. best thing, the only good, well, the only thing better than seeing uh, the the Full clangers back. from Travis Cloak for the for the round is seeing the clangers from Travis Cloak from B grade in the round. <laughs> and the, uh, the worst part well, of that is you've got uh, there's always that bloke on the boundaries like I could have fucking kicked that. Yeah. But this yeah. time they were pretty much right. <laughs> Get to Collingwood next. I, I I regret bringing it up. Um, there was uh, another interesting moment where Luke Bruce has also got one of the goals of the round and uh, yep. got nominated for goal of the week. Uh, where he's bounced off the point post and then kicked the goal. I reckon Lee Matthews is watching that going, pussy. <laughs> 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 Fucking bouncing off point posts like that. Um, Pretty but, sure they're concrete or something now, as opposed to wood back then. But uh, look, Matthews probably still would have broken it. Yeah, he'd give it a go. He would have gone back and had another shot. <laughs> <laughs> um, but look, I don't think there's much more to say about this game. Hawthorne won in Tassie again. Oh, Fremantle look- lost again. Do you see an upside for Fremantle here? Just because they, they were competitive for a half? I They're mean, trying different things. You always get a new chance when you've got a new coach. So, <laughs> yeah, so like, Unfortunately, not even Frio can afford to sack Ross. They signed him <laughs> on to a massive fucking deal. Yeah. But, but, I mean, they're, they're playing like Mundy is playing as a stay-at-home defender um, almost. Um, so yeah. you, they're trying different things. But it's past, like, in the first five rounds, you can say, well, we're trying different things. Uh, you know, we're going to settle. And... You'd have to say the different things you're trying haven't worked. So either go back to what you were doing or figure it out. Well, they've stopped trying to kick 120 points every game because that wasn't working because yeah. they were conceding 150. Yeah, I don't know if a game plan of let's not kick 120 points is really one you put up on no, the whiteboard. What I'm saying is they're trying to shut down the other yeah, team. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. Um, I think they found Lockie Neal as now an, an elite midfielder as opposed to a very mm-hmm. good one. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, but besides that, I don't know. Uh, they found that you know, Tabana still needs some work. Yeah. Um, but he's presenting well. Well, but... I think the scary thing was that pre-season, uh, Ross Lyon was saying that the game plan's pretty solid. All they need to do is make some tweaks to it. Tweaks. And yep. they'll be able to get that flag. And, well, well I, holy I, shit. That's I think we not, can say not... now that he was wrong. Yeah. yeah. Holy shit, yeah. But, um, look, Ab- no. uh, Gold Coast without Ablett looks better than Fremantle without Fife. <sighs> wow, well, that's interesting. Yeah. yeah. And look, I wonder if they play again. For, I don't think they play again for the rest of the year, but that's a shame because yeah, we'll find would, out. Abbott would sit out just to see, <laughs> just on. just to test it. Well, he's only running around on one leg anyway, um, and one shoulder, one hip. So it does look like they are trying more things now. In which case, that you know, a top four draft pick is really on the cards um, for for Frio. So maybe that's what they need to get uh, their big fish over, like Hogan or or Cam McCarthy. You don't need a first round pick for Cam McCarthy. I wouldn't have thought. Well, I was going to say that. Like, if they do get the, say they spoon out and get the number one draft pick, would they? Do you think trade it, or would they look at bringing in top talent for well, development in say two three years? Depends for who. I mean, I don't know enough about the draft what there is um, coming up. But if you had an absolute superstar guaranteed, of course you'd take him. But um, I wouldn't trade the number one pick for Cam McCarthy. Um, I'd consider it for Jesse Hogan. Uh, See, Hogan he's the right age. Hogan still worries me. He's only twenty. Yeah, a yeah. Key forward. I think I think you get change out of the number one draft pick. Maybe like if you say the number one and the number twenty-seven for um, uh, Hogan uh, and number seven or something. Oh, not number seven, but yeah, like something a, around a, a second round, a second round upgrade or something like that. Yeah. But um, look, you wouldn't dismiss it outright. Put it that way. You've got to think about it. No, he has massive upside. Yeah. Um, even though he wouldn't come on the podcast because he's a dickhead. Um, but I, I wouldn't, uh, you know, Hogan, I'd definitely think about it. Tom Boyd, I'd say no. Um, yeah. 
So, they, so that's where the line is. It looks somewhere. like they're going to need a Ruckman too, though. So that's. Uh, well, Sandy signed on for one more one more year. And yeah. Got, I, they might only get three quarters of him the way he's looking, though. Yeah. There is that. But, I mean, they've got. Um, what's his name? Bloody uh, slow moving dope. Um, Xavier. Uh, oh, it's not. Xavier Clark. Clark. I don't know. He's Saints. God, I can, he looks like Dr. J. McDaniels. Jeez, I've gone absolutely blank. Um, but they've also got uh, Griffin. Um, so that, they've got a couple of rucks there. They're just not getting them. Um, yeah, and they're, they're not great rucks. Like, Sandlin's is uh, a massive unit, but uh, Zach Clark has got a few taps there too. But yeah. uh, neither of them are ruckmen that you could your midfield could get good service from. And they've got a fantastic midfield when it's healthy. Yeah, I mean, they're not Aaron Sandlance. That's the problem. Yeah, and they're not going to find another Aaron Sandlance. But even Sandlands, he plays the dopey ruckman. He's just like, I'm going to belt it. And that's great. But when you've got a midfield, the quality they've got, you should be able to go, all right, Nat Fife, here's where I'm going to put it. You be there. And yeah. as long as it's in the same postcode, he'll probably get the ball. But he's a ruckman where when you go in against Frio, you go, right, what are we going to do about Sandalands? Yeah, that's you true. Have, that's the first thing you do. So, <laughs> But what's the I first know. thing you do? You're like, all right, we'll just put a player back and if when he hits it forward, we'll have, he'll get the ball. No, they don't. They have to reconsider it and they have a third man going up nearly every time and yeah, they have to true. work over. So you, all your ruck plays are out, all your midfield um, setups, you've got to go, all right, well, we're not going to win the tap, so we have to look after where's he going with it. Yeah. So they should use him better, but even him just being there makes a difference. Yeah, I see where you're going. Uh, to be honest, I don't like the third man up. I I don't think it uh, it should be allowed in the ruck, but that's a whole other discussion and people can agree or not. Yeah, and there's a lot of merit to that too. Um, all right, on to GWS and Gold Coast. Uh, I think the only surprise here was that the margin wasn't bigger. It never looked in doubt, but... It, I was surprised it was under three figures. Yeah. That's about it. Yeah, um, and Gold Coast, uh, GWS were chasing down their biggest winning margin for is it three weeks in a row or something like that. GWS? Like, yeah. yeah. Uh, I think their previous biggest was 88, and they topped that three weeks ago. They topped it last week, and now they've just fucking said it again. Except they didn't do it this week. They got close. They got close. Oh, they got close. Yeah. So their three biggest margins in their uh, life has come in the last month yeah. or thereabouts. Yeah, I think they yeah. scored... Uh, something like nine goals in the last quarter in order to top the 155 or it was they got last week. So pretty good effort. And, I mean, they seem to just have uh, stand-up players all around the ground. I mean, sure yeah. again. Do you reckon, stood out and, do you reckon Heath Shaw's got Eddie and Bucks on ignore now? <laughs> yeah. Just tired of getting their phone calls. Other way around, I think. <laughs> I think that uh, they're ignoring Heath Shaw. He's ringing them up. Do you see that one, mate? Yeah, it's <laughs> fucking bad, was it? Oh, do I want to come back? Nah, mate. Finals, see? I want to play finals this year. But also, that Jacob Hopper. For his uh, first game out, uh, I think he had what was it lazy it was thirty-two possessions. So pretty, pretty, pretty good bad. for him to come out. Then. I mean, what the stupid depth? Where the fuck are these players coming from? The academy. Well, they kept them. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> didn't trade them. That's just it. Probably every GWS bloke is sick of getting calls from Eddie, <laughs> bitching uh, about it all. I mean, it, it was it was thirty-two uh, touches in a bruise-free game, but still, yeah. it's game your first one. game. <laughs> it's not a bad effort at all. Yeah. Um, Reese Palmer, does he need to be given a mandate to stay out of the goal square? Yeah. <laughs> because if you remember last year, he walked into uh, a goal, bounced it, and fucked it up. Yeah. This year, uh, instead, Stevie J walked into him. Yeah. Now, it is actually Stevie J's fault. Yeah. Stevie J, because... Uh, literally ran into him. Literally ran Head into him. Headbutted his Reece, teeth. Reese Palmer was trying to run away. Yeah. However, it's just go, mate, you're the bad luck charm. Can you please 
fuck off yeah. out of this goal square. <laughs> yeah. Never again, champ. Go Never to again. their goal square or something. Jesus. <laughs> go to theirs, the yeah. yeah. It's uh, great stopping stopping goals. You may as well go up the other end. <laughs> the only thing that can stop um, GWS going deep in finals is injury. And they're, they're looking healthier than they have since they entered the comp. They've got a great list. They've got um, uh, Phil Davis, who's killing it down back, and Heath yeah. Shaw, who is... Um, the num- the first player pick for all Australian right now. Oh, she's yes. Um, and then you've got we wrapped Mumford uh, yeah, you, for a year. Um, you, there's not yeah. much else you need to say about Mumford. No, he's a freaking monster, and he gets 41 lazy he's taps. Probably, he's a solid D cup too. <laughs> <laughs> They've still got Griffin to come back. I mean, he's out for another couple of months, but they're yeah. finding run out of the middle through Shields yeah. and Whitfield, and um, even Tom Scully is so dangerous on that wing. Yeah. I uh, thought it was a, a bit rough uh, with Mumford to stick Nichols against him because Nichols isn't a heavy bloke oh. and he's a young lad. I thought um, put your journeyman Curry in there just because he's desperate enough that he knows that uh, he needs to keep going. I think, yeah, Curry, is he injured last week? I don't think so. I don't know. I think he just got omitted. Um, no, I could be wrong with that. but uh, yeah, che- I think he got injured against... Yeah. Um, God. No. Bugger it, put him in anyway. Well, it could be too that, I mean... They're probably not expecting to win this game, and so you're looking at what are you going to get out of it? Where and if you put Curry in there's ruck, you're like, all right, he's in there, but what are we, what are we going to get out of it? So yeah. you probably put Nichols in there, a bit of baptism of fire, Siri goes about it. Yeah, but you put Nichols in next to Mumford, it looks like the giant and the beanstalk are together. Yeah. <laughs> and like, any Jack is just fucking off. Yeah. Like, I don't want to know where this is going. <laughs> yeah. Curry got a hip knock, but apparently he was pretty okay. Right, so they've gone, we're not going to win, fuck it. Right. You know? Yeah. Uh, also ended with Ablett getting a bit of a concussion as well. Look, I got a shoulder to the back of his head or right behind the ears or something. So, is he almost to the point where you're like, mate, you should probably start naming a day? Well, I don't know. Uh, I said at the start of the year that I thought he wouldn't see out the season because I thought the injuries will take too much toll and he's looking at the next phase of his life away from the game. Yeah. But, geez. AFL in Queensland needs Ablett. Yeah. Not, and I don't just mean the Gold Coast. I mean just everything. It's, it's just a mess, both teams yeah. up there. Oh, he's still a solid contributor. It's just that he used to be unstoppable. Yeah. I think he's still a standout star, let's be honest. Well, he but, is. but he's got injuries which can't... He's got injuries. Yeah, I think he's more yeah. just a contributor. I think he's definitely the leader there and he's a standout across the whole competition. But if you can't stay on the pitch and, and you know, you're sort of working three times as hard for getting half the results. Exactly, all right. Yeah. Where do you see him finishing the Brownlow this year? Because I, I don't think his name's going to be in the conversation for it. Uh, I, see, oh, well, I see him finishing third at the Suns. Depends the what's happened. Mm. But he had, he had a good first three games or something of the season. Like, that was crackers, but he just got injured and then that was that again. Yeah, that's not saying he's not playing well. He's just not playing well for Gary Ablett. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's true. That's true. His standard's a little bit different. Um, but the Giants shoe in for finals this year. And Absolutely. So they've beaten the Gold Coast Suns to finals. I mean, we're only eight rounds in, but that's clear. Yeah. And I'll tell you yep. what, they're not losing their first final either. be very interesting. Yeah. Very I, interesting. Unless they get absolutely smashed by injuries, I just I can't see them losing their first week. Yeah. I think Dylan Shield, the only thing holding him together is witchcraft or something. <laughs> A lot of tape. Yeah. Old Juddy would have uh, had to hand over yeah. some, I think. <laughs> Oh, what are they, Elastoplast? They've, you know, yeah, thought they'd yeah. take a hit in the share market. They just they just shifted their operations up to up to Sydney. They're That's it. Set. They're they're in the academy. Um, on to the other game on Saturday night, which was Collingwood um, giving Brisbane an absolute pasting. Um, yeah, you, you got a feeling that really it's just more of this for Brisbane for the rest of the year. They yep. lost uh, Beams now; he's gone for the season. Yeah, um, it's just. 
Yeah, I don't, I don't know where the good news is. Do you, do you think Cloak was watching this going, fuck? Well, that's what I thought. Like, uh, so Buckley's been in trouble um, in the media you know, about is his position safe and that kind of stuff, and everybody's laying it on him. And now the, the team's gone out and backed him up. You know, they've had yeah. a 15-goal win. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so the people that aren't in, you know, that missing the fact that you couldn't hang shit on Collingwood, there is still Travis Cloak. Yeah. Yes. You still have Cloak. <laughs> the argument could be made that Brisbane are terrible and that the result was what should have happened, but you still you can they only are. beat the side that's on the park. Yeah, exactly. Collingwood had to do what they had to do. Yeah. yeah, and this is probably their grand final because they don't know where the next win's coming from. Yeah. Um, the other thing with Cloak, I mean, Mason Cox is now beating uh, cloak <laughs> in the goal kicking <laughs> and they played the same number of games this year oh, throw in his VFL goals as well he's still wow. ahead <laughs> sure, even Jesse White kicked three yes even Holy Jesse White shit. kicked three um, Trelaw Adams and Sidebottom running through the middle that's not a bad little core uh, for Collingwood mm. but again it, it it almost means nothing that they beat um yeah, uh, Brisbane by ten goals or oh, fifteen goals. They've got to beat somebody else. Was Adams a draft? Did they pick him up from GWS, GWS. as well. Oh, yeah. So you got Chalor and Adams from GWS. A couple of stars. God, yep. that GWS Academy, whatever they're organised <laughs> there, they got to copy that or copyright that shit and sell that plan off. Yeah, Collingwood are pretty happy with it. Yeah. Um, just yeah, it's great that they stopped their losing streak and put on you know a big percentage booster win, but yeah. it, it still feels like it means nothing. Yeah, they need somebody else, and it did mean nothing. Let's be honest. Was uh, Aisha omitted for this one? Uh, more than likely, sure. he played shit house last week. Yeah, um, he hasn't really starred for Collingwood, for my mind. Isn't it funny? I've heard a lot of people um, were talking up Aish when he before he was drafted because he's a star in the SANFL, yeah. and you know, a, a second generation star. Uh, yeah, son of a legend. Um, was he son or uncle? Anyway. Never mind. Uh, famous family, but I haven't seen anything from him yet. No, like, and even when he was at Brisbane, it was always, well, maybe he just doesn't have the people around him that he needs to, you know, uh, shine. He still yeah. spent his second year in the twos, basically, at, at Brisbane. Yeah, it's not and, like Brisbane are, you know, keeping people out. And the only uh, time he got on my radar was when North were talking up, grabbing him. And I honestly thought, oh, maybe he's got some upside, but going to Collingwood... I'd have to say North have probably dodged one there, at no, least for the moment. Like, for the moment. It's yeah, only seven exactly. rounds into the new club and two seasons into the old one, but no, uh, no, he no, hasn't showed much tent. North have got a bit of a track record of picking up ship players and turning them into champions. So. Oh, only, only once they're post-30, though. Yeah, that's a fair point. <laughs> that's it. Don't don't get these young bastards. Get the oldies. Yeah, you get uh, pensioners discount. Okay. Um, on to Col- uh, Carlton and Port Adelaide. Um, again, we go back to this heart word. This is... Um, God... It, I hate Port Adelaide because yep. they made me cheer for Carlton. Yep, me too. <laughs> Going late in the game. Yep. Um, it, it was a lot of heart in this effort because Casbolt went down real early. Oh, yeah. That that had me gutted. I had a tenor on him for the opening goal. Um, <laughs> so you got all, your, down. all their tall targets. I mean, Sam Rowe had to play in the ruck for half the game and as forward. Um, but I thought it, it was a patchwork job um, for, for Carlton for the entire night. Yeah. Uh, even Patrick Cripps, who, whose knee was gone, he, oh, couldn't, he couldn't kick. He yeah. played injured. Cruiser played injured. They showed tons of heart there. Um, Cruiser just, played his best game. Oh, absolutely. I've and never seen him play better. For me, so did uh, Everett, who's a bloke who's sort of struggled to consolidate a team. Yeah. Um, 
And even uh, Daisy, he was a, a contributor. He's put a good, a good couple of weeks together. Yeah. But, uh, oh, Armfield's runs. He had some beautiful running running carries. Uh, he was looking very dangerous around there. And I thought Ed Kernow did a good job of being sort of the second kick out of the back line. So you always kick into your pockets mm. or down the line, and he seemed to be able to find his way free near the, the boundary lines of that second kick to be able to set him up going into attack. So it was good to see him having a bit of uh, form and fitness coming back to him, which is good. Uh, the other thing, when uh, the final siren went, it was interesting, even through the TV, you could hear the crowd singing the song. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's not often you can yeah. hear that. Yeah. There was only 27,000 there. Yeah. but uh, yeah. they, they filled it. I actually made the crack uh, to a mate who was a Port supporter. I said, look, if Port kicked the first few this uh, final quarter, we could probably avoid the crowd by staying until the end. Yeah. Um, but uh, that's just not what happened. Uh, they, To their credit, Blues just did not go away. They went a couple of goals down and went, no, nah, we're not having it. Last, uh, was it three of the match to row, yeah. just sink them? Look, not a bad big one by us uh, Cruiser that... Put him in front. Off one step. It was great ball movement to, to get it to him, actually. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, he put it through. But he's probably had better games in terms of numbers and stuff like that. But in the context of it, um, he's never had a greater impact in a game ever. Yeah, yeah. Port probably won't be as ashamed as they should be of this one. Oh, they should be. They yeah. will be. The amount of times they had the ball in the back flank or even the wing and decide, all right, we'll kick to the corridor at about centre-half back. And it got intercepted. I reckon there was at least six times. Yeah, yeah. And that's always been the game plan of there. Especially, it wasn't until the end and Pittard would get it and decide he's going to try to run through the middle yeah. as opposed to mm-hmm. kicking it that made sort of a difference. But yeah, it seems like they fell back on that sort of game plan that had already been exposed last year. Yeah, and just, if you're going to do it, low and hard. Or, exactly, yeah. yeah. Or, I don't know, act like you're going to kick somewhere else. Yeah. Or maybe kick to your bloke. Or take a mark out in front so they're trying to take it on your chest. Yeah, uh, nothing more frustrating as a supporter or even just a casual fan than seeing a bloke kick to four opposition players on their own. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. You can find enjoyment in it. Especially if it's Carlton or Port Adelaide. <laughs> there was uh, that. But it was interesting. Even Ken Hinckley had a little go at Boak uh, in the uh, post-match presser. Do you really? You know, saying he's just down on form. Yeah. But um, it, that was the one thing last year, even when they were playing badly their leaders were standing up mm, yeah. um, and Boca was one of them. Obviously, uh, Robbie Gray has been out for a couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, so he'll come back next week um, and they've got a good chance to, to make amends. But, I mean, even in these games, you go, Chad Wingard, if you want to play in the midfield a little bit more, you've got to get some of the ball. You've got to yeah. play a little mm, bit yep. inside. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's one of their superstars. Um, he can't walk off with seven kicks for the day. Exactly right. Yeah. And yeah, if you're going to play that role, you've got to have someone inside and they don't have a lot of contenders for that. So if you're yeah. going to be the stand-up star and you're going to make this your team, then you have to do that work as well. So, One of the players I haven't noticed much of before, though, was Carl uh, Amon. He had a few good moments. Yeah, he had. He made mistakes, but he made mistakes trying to make something happen. Yeah. And that's all right. I don't I, mind that. I don't mind ambition um, in a player, as long as you don't fuck it up every time. But uh, a lot of other players made mistakes that were predictable. He made mistakes yeah. trying to do something amazing. Uh, I also thought Aaron Young has been the biggest improver for um, Port Adelaide this year. He seems to pop up for, in the right spot at the right time for a goal every week. Yeah. Um, that's not bad for a young player. That's all, all you need. Um, Jackson Trengrove is doing well too, playing uh, out of position in the ruck. He knows he's not going to win as many taps as you, your best ruckmans out yeah. there. But he's making the, the other ruckman more accountable. Um, he's also playing the rover to his own taps um, yep. very well. This puts Port back to 3-4, doesn't it? No, it's after eight games, so there must be 4-4. Four four. Yeah. 
I'm not sure. Oh. Yeah. So either three and five or four and four. Must be three and five. But um, yeah, it's uh, looking like a rough season for them, and doesn't look like there's going to be a lot of joy coming their way. Yeah, they're four and four. Well, they, they get to host West Coast next week, so that'll be an interesting one. Um, but on to the next one, which is uh, Melbourne and the Bulldogs. And this is a, a little bit of uh, Chris Cyborg and, was it Justine Smith? Well, I don't know. I was watching the game and I thought that the, the scoreline really didn't um, give a true representation of how hard fought the contests were. No, I meant the early stoppage. Oh. <laughs> Stopped it a little bit early. Did they? Yeah, and it was a belting in both of them. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty fair cool. But um, yeah, I thought Melbourne, they showed a, showed heart in the contest, more heart, but um, it seemed Western Bulldogs were always just that tenth of a second quicker and cleaner on their disposals, which made the big difference. But I thought the, the individual contests and the ball in dispute was a very hard fought contest. So some positives come out of the Melbourne. One of them is not that Guernsey that decided to on. Let's face no. it, though. I know it's for charity, but you can't let a team wearing that Guernsey win. Yeah. That's yeah. just awful. Exactly. But anyway, I mean, uh, Bulldogs had a lot of class all over the ground, and they showed that uh, they don't need a roof over their head to win. Yeah, and they didn't have Adams here in this match, who's been uh, one of their stalwarts in the back lines. So but they still managed to keep... Um, uh, minimum uh, balls coming into Hogan and that. Mm. But what I thought the standouts for Melbourne was, I'm not sure if this is what's going on, but it seems like Ben Kennedy is having a lot of advantages from being under the wing of Nathan Jones. Okay. It seems like yeah. he's got a lot more sense of how to work around uh, the ball, get the hard ball, and just have, be that one step ahead of the game and have sort of an intelligent way of disposing and understanding where you've got to be free so that person can get the ball to you and thinking a couple of plays yeah. ahead. So uh, he's going to be one to look out for uh, going in the future. Um, Petraka, I still can't call him Petraka. I sound like a tosser. So <laughs> he had another good game as well, presented himself well. Uh, so some good things have come out of out of this for Melbourne, but Bernie Vince got reported for a head-high contact. Yeah, he did. It's pretty funny that they had um, Hodgie in their commentator at the time and they asked for opinions. He's like, <laughs> Nothing wrong with uh, it. No. I can't really comment on this one, guys, so <laughs> it's up to you. <laughs> but who was the other one? Was it uh, Jetta? I'm yeah, trying to remember. Might have been. I can't remember. Um, who also got reported for a big back elbow that caught Bontepelli. It was a nice oh, elbow. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I fucking was that. Yeah, Pretty well. Uh, yeah. Didn't Cam Pedersen get a, a bit of a please explain too? Yeah, he's... Yeah, he, oh. Not that I recall. No, I, remember, I think I was listening to the call and they mentioned something about it. Uh, in between every 10 seconds talking about Libertore almost getting the record. He, yeah. got, he, he equaled, equaled the record, record for um, tackles. Which is with Zeebel and Bolton, I believe. Yeah, Jude Bolton, who um, was always tackled because oh. you could never get to the ball. Eastern Wood was the other one, I think, that got reported, wasn't it? There, a... there was another report. No, Redpath. Redpath got reported. for, um, And he'll get a game um, yeah. a, as well. So even in this match report, let's just look it up. We do have that. Report, so Bernie Vince, rough conduct. Uh, seems, must have been post-match. Yeah, anyway. yeah, it was on the MRP. Yeah. Right. Um, but another good win for the Bulldogs, but those reports are really going to hurt them um, because uh, you know, even if you only miss in one week, they play GWS next week. Yeah. Plus, got injuries too. So and Stringer got uh, another corky. compounded. Kick five goals. Is that back to back five for Stringer? Uh, if it's not back to back, it's definitely in three weeks. I think you got close. Yeah, I, remember. I know he got held pretty good one week, but I can't remember who that was against. Um, that was Hawthorne. Mm. Yeah, um, Cam Peterson presented. Uh, had a strong body for Melbourne, which is good because it's pretty tough for Jones to do it all himself these yeah. days. So. Good to see him doing his part. Thomas Bug as well. Um, he's doing his part. Okay. I just checked it on the MRP. Matty Boyd um, also got reported. Yeah. Um, so he's going to miss um, as well. But uh, so He's got injured as well, didn't he? Oh, no. That's right. That was someone else. 
Um, I saw one of the Bulldogs' new recruits, Fletcher Roberts. I was thinking, it sounds like one of your old man, your friend's old mans or something. Fletcher Roberts. <laughs> Who the fuck's calling the kid Fletcher? Surprisingly, right. quiet game from Gorn as well. Even though he got a, a shit ton of taps, yeah. he wasn't uh, as effective as we're used to seeing him. Yeah, yeah, that's true. He, he was kept very quiet against a team that doesn't have a recognised mm. ruckman. Yeah. I think he's trimmed the beard, and it's cost him. It's never going to happen again. No. Yeah. Uh, but otherwise, I mean, to me, the real story was the two reports being Red Path will miss out, and I think that uh, it's no coincidence that Jackie Stringer's had his best two games when Red Path's been there. Yeah, because it's been um, another focal point that defenders have to look after. Yeah, um, mm. which lets him get off the off the chain a little bit. Um, so next week, you know, with uh, Heath Shaw down back and Phil Davis, it's going to be very hard uh, day out for him. He's yeah. a ferocious midfield though. Lockie Hunter had yeah. a brilliant game. Then you throw in Bontempelli, collected yeah. a few, didn't he? Uh, Libertore, Wallace. They're looking vicious for the next few years, building yeah. around that mid. Yeah, and they're all pretty crafty forward line players too. So you can rotate around Sneaking on the field. Sneaks. Yeah. Okay, on to the last game, which is West Coast Eagles versus St. Kilda. An absolute thumping over in the West. Um, I don't think we'll talk about this one for much, but look, it's almost a shame for West Coast that Saints didn't put up a better game because they've got that... um, Flat track bully mentality. Stigma, yeah. Yeah. That, you know, they can't beat anybody... decent away and they only went at home yeah. it's almost they needed a better challenge just yeah. to prove it I actually had I mean it's been a, a round of upsets and teams that you thought were uh, less capable playing above their standards and so I expected a bit more fight in the middle for St Kilda because yeah. that's where they they lost it straight out of the middle every time and you're watching it going alright and I was watching the first quarter I'm like they have a quarter off so maybe they come out <laughs> the second quarter and nope. turn it back on nope. nah I would expect a more more hard bodies in the middle because they've got like Maverick Weller and that who can throw it around. But I mean, it's pretty tough when you got Nat Nui and, and Hickey yeah. in the ruck. But the thing is, you can set up your center structure so that you're being reactive to what they're going to do as opposed to thinking you're going to win the rucks. So it was a bit too easy coming out of the middle for for West Coast. Uh, it's, I guess you can look at things like Josh Kennedy kicked five goals in the first quarter. Yeah. But at least you did. He didn't kick any more, so yeah. tightened up on him. But, I mean, really, what does it matter when you lose by over 100? Yeah, and it was just how easy um, Kennedy was getting the ball delivered to him. Yeah. Plenty of space in front of him. No one blocking over his lanes and no one giving pressure to the centre, centre players to get the clearances. So, I mean, really, if the before the game, if you said um, Lacroix and Kennedy are going to have, you know, 20 kicks between them and that's it, yeah. you think, all right, yeah, that's not too bad, but they've kicked 11 and got home in a canter yep. but it just it means nothing to this game yeah because yeah. West Coast won by shitloads at home yes yeah. it's yeah you feel sorry for him yep <laughs> yeah. kinda almost kinda, yeah almost mm. but uh, anyway that wraps up uh, round eight games for us then so let's look forward to round nine we start off with uh, an absolute blockbuster at the MCG on Friday night with Hawthorne and Sydney yeah unfortunately this is probably only the third top match of the round like um I think GWS Westerbors will be better, and then everyone's going to want to see Cats thrash Collingwood. But uh, it'll be a good match to watch. Okay, was that your tip? Your yeah, tip is third no, best round. That? <laughs> <laughs> so you're somewhere to be, you're just trying to run through all the games. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right, Hawthorne got a win. There's like Cats and Swans in there. Yep, thanks, see you later next week. Fingerballs.com. <laughs> no, it'll, so, ex- it'll be exciting, um, but not as exciting as seeing Collingwood get smashed. But, uh, yeah, well, where do you see the moments in this match? Because there's going to be a hell of a lot of them. Um, yeah. I mean, Frawley on Franklin is going to be very interesting, and yeah. um, it'll be it'll be Frawley and on Franklin, and Frawley and Gibson yeah. and Stratton, and, and how they share. You have to. Yeah, I think 
Um, on current form, like Sydney have had played better this year than Hawthorne have. Yeah. But Sydney were woeful last week, and a lot will depend if Josh Kennedy plays or not. Yeah. yeah. Sydney won't play that bad two weeks in a row. They just can't. And I think this is going to be sort of the best Friday night game we've had at the G this year because I think Richmond have had three or four of them in the turn to be spuds. So. Well, I don't know. The one with Collingwood was interesting. <laughs> oh, that was the, tough. Yeah. Hawthorne Adelaide was good. Well, the cart was tough. Hawthorne Adelaide was good. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yep. Yep. Well, uh, was, that, was that so, Eddie? The one with no, the uh, no, so yeah. the umps robbed Adelaide, uh, according to uh, so that was Hawthorne? 1990 forever. Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. I'm going to go. The whole, I mean, if the Tigers could put over the Swans at the G, then I would assume the Hawks could do it. So you know, it's a bit of confidence from a Tigers supporter now. <laughs> <laughs> Up and about, uh, Collingwood playing Geelong at the MCG. Uh, well, I'll tell you what, Collingwood had an easy run last week with Brisbane up there. This will come back to earth. This will brutalise them. Geelong will bury them. Yeah, I'm hoping this is exactly the same as Brisbane and Collingwood, except completely opposite teams. Yep. So. Uh, in, in the other direction for yeah, Collingwood. Other direction. Well, it'll be interesting because I think um, Collingwood actually have more pace in the midfield, but I think yeah. they'll get bullied out of it. Yeah. Well, they've um, got more pace, but much poorer decision-making. And, and yeah. they haven't got a back line. To mm. contain yeah. the monsters that uh, Geelong has, and that, that's one key thing is that Geelong's decision making is top notch. Well, Geelong monstered last week, and Hawk only kicked zero three. Yeah, yeah he's exactly. gonna have a day out. Well, this is the perfect week to bring Travis Clark back to play on Hawkins. But anyway, yeah. I'll say if you want Travis Clark to be gone for good, this is the week to bring him back. Dust it up. Gold Coast hosting Adelaide. Uh, we're going to see Adelaide put on another big score. Well, look, they have yeah. to. They have to yeah. respond. I think they will. Yeah. Uh, I think there's pretty there's a bit of a shambles in the uh, Gold Coast by uh, the yeah. looks of it. So I mean, you'd love to see him come back and be able to turn around because I do want to see the uh, footy in Queensland succeed and, and go good. And I do have a soft spot for the Suns, so I do like to see him go well. So I hope they put up a fight, uh, make it close. If they could, you know, rain and snitch or snatch a win or something, it'd be great. But you have to tip Adelaide, don't you? Well, they have to make the most out of the Adelaide forward line dropping marks if they drop marks. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and, and if you get there before Eddie Betts. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. So you gotta you got to hope Saad can beat Betts at the ball and run it into the back line. Cause he, he can run off Betts. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. For, for a good 15, 20 metres, because then Betts will be like, well, fuck it, I was sitting in the forward pocket. <laughs> yeah. Why not? <laughs> uh, Port Adelaide hosting West Coast. Well, here's a chance. This game's really about West Coast now. Yeah. They need a win away from home. Uh, Port Adelaide at home <laughs> is used to be one of the hardest. Yeah. Port things. need a win, although it's not welcome home. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, they might burn down Adelaide Oval if they don't. Um, but I think West Coast uh, are too classy um, and they'll get in the ear of Port and muscle them out. I but think this is this is Port season. Um, if they get worried off the ball here and they start you know, trying to play as individuals rather than a team, their season's done and dusted. Yeah. Um, look, they they Robbie, don't have to win, but they have to show something. Robbie Gray's back by all accounts. Yep. So no excuses unless the umpires are shit. Actually, doesn't have to be shit, do they? You can use that an excuse. Uh, North Melbourne hosting Carlton Etihad Stadium Saturday night. That will be a massive margin. I don't want to get too cocky because North don't win by massive margins in general. It'll be a massive margin. Without Casbolt, with Cruiser injured and And Cripps on one 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 leg, there is no reason why North shouldn't kick at least 25 goals for the match. Unless Lindsay Thomas tries to kick them all. Like I say, you start off by saying, I don't want to get too ahead of yourself. <laughs> 25 goals. I'm saying the minimum, 25. And you know what? I still think you'll cover it. Uh, uh, maybe Carlton will kick 28. I, I can't see how. but uh, I don't know if Carlton will get 28 kicks. Yeah. Look, they shouldn't. Uh, when you're talking 
if you were to say any team, doesn't matter who it is, is 8-0 and they're playing Carlton, who's got the injuries they've had, the season they've had, and you know, pretty they've moderate had, expectations. No, they've had a good season. They've played with a lot of heart, but... For expectations. It runs out. Yeah. I mean, they're 4-4, four and four, and I didn't think they'd win four games all year. No. But with that injury list now that's so key, um, I don't think they'll win four for the rest of the year. And I don't think they've got a Ruckman that can do what Cruiser did. No, I don't think yeah. they've got a Ruckman. Yeah. Well, yeah. Full stop. Um, Andreas Everett will have to take it, I guess. Fremantle... Stick Liam Jones in there. <laughs> <laughs> Fremantle hosting Richmond. This is very interesting Saturday night viewing. Yeah, see, I'm not sure. I mean... My heart says I want to win. My brain says I want draft picks. <laughs> so it's a tough one. But Well, it's not often that Richmond have come up against a team lower than them on the ladder, but yeah. they've managed it. I mean, we had the wood over Frio when Frio were good. So I don't know. This could be this could be either way, let's be honest. Who knows? Was it last year where Richmond were Frio's first loss? Yeah. Mm. Yep. It's just nice symmetry. It's really, amazing it? how, how much happens in a year, isn't it? <laughs> Oh, Richmond will be riding a pretty high wave at the moment, so I reckon Frio will quadruple team Sammy Lloyd and uh, probably get smashed anyway. Cochin, it looks like he's back for this run as well. Could be a good or a bad thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I think I think Richmond, they might just uh, make a few surprises and yeah, might have so. turned a corner. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping. Melbourne hosting the Brisbane Lions. Uh, Melbourne easily at the MCG. Brisbane don't play well away from Brisbane and they're playing shit in Brisbane now. Yep. Yeah. So, Melbourne. Yeah, he's got to be Melbourne, doesn't he? He can't tip Brisbane. That'd be silly. And this is an exciting match with GWS and oh, here Western we go. Bulldogs. Here um, we go. Yeah, we'll skip that one. Um, <laughs> uh, look, I, I think that Bulldogs, uh, they've lost this one at the MRP. Um, yeah, that's And that's point. why I'm picking the Giants. I think so too, but I think it's going to be an exciting game to watch. Um, yeah. Two teams that can really turn it on or strangle it at the drop of a hat. And it's going to be a fantastic game of footy, I hope. And like we said on previous podcasts, is that one of the things I love about watching uh, on TV from Spotless Stadium or Gold Coast or Allied Oval is that they don't have as developed grandstands. And so the camera angles are what they would consider worse, but I consider better. Okay. Because they can't keep up with the, the football side on. They've got to be yeah. behind the play a bit so actually see what's going on downfield. So I think that'll be an interesting byproduct of this this game being Geelong uh GWS and Western Bulldogs at Spotless was that we can actually see what's going on behind the play mm. and get a good analysis of both these teams' structures. And you do get a bit of breeze as well, which uh yeah, will yeah. promote running the ball a bit more, which both teams yeah. do fantastically. Yeah. So it's gonna be a game where both teams can show what they're best at. Yep. And both, both very offensive teams. Hey I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Yeah, and look, tune in. It'll be a great match, yep. uh, whereas the next one probably shan't. 
Yeah. St Kilda Essendon. Uh, looks like it could be another Benny Hill Cup. You know, about yeah, the yeah. third or fourth one we've had this year. Um, I'm going to tip Essendon just for the sake yeah. of it. You're only going to see bits of it if you're flicking over during three-quarter time between GWS and Bulldogs. Uh, and after that, you probably just go have a bit of a nap yeah. or some dinner. I think the Saints get a confidence booster. I think Essendon will get them. You're bullish on the Saints all the time, aren't you? Yeah, well, well, it depends on their plan. Essendon, I can't really... I don't want them to be any good ever. <laughs> <laughs> well, Essendon are playing 465, so if you if you reckon they're a chance. Yeah. Well, the Saints coming back from the long flight from Perth as well and getting a smacking over there. I don't know. I'm, I'm tipping Essendon for an upset. There's got to be some upset. Yeah. Yeah, week. I'm tipping in... I just want Essendon fans to be upset. <laughs> because fuck them except for Will Will's cool alright uh, that'll do us for this one um, that's uh, the look forward to round 9 and our tips are always golden so you know back them yeah pretty money we haven't missed so far alright see you later see you next Tuesday peace hold up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mm. 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 Mm